Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Underground for another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. We are uh, in Tornado Watch, but uh, the grind does not stop, so we are here. It We're is in the basement. So we are in the basement. We are so we are in the Underground. It is episode number three fifty six of Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB and Matt coming at you. Got a lot to talk about uh, because Sixers Twitter was ablaze all day today. Uh, so we'll get into that. We'll get into the Phillies pushing you out, pulling you back in the most frustrating team in sports. And the Eagles had their roster cut downs today as well. Plus, uh, Matt Toppins is back. Yes, it is. Toppins. We, uh, we recorded for the first time in quite some time. Episode is out now. If you'd like to give it a listen, we wrapped up the first few weeks of Premier League and Syria. Took a little Champions League. It was fun. It was very nice being back on the mic with Dom. So if you're interested in soccer talk at all, I would definitely recommend giving it a listen. The original spinoff podcast. The original, yes. Yeah, we are the Iron Man of the uh, <laughs> underground sports <Avengers. laughs> podcast universe. Uh, the Ronaldo clip did pretty well on, on the Twitter today. Uh, so definitely check that out. Follow at FC Toppins on Twitter to keep up to date with everything Matt and Dom are doing with the soccer football universe uh but before we get started big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen main auto llc Ducharms pro foot security 21 security systems paul j gillespie incorporated bob novick automall mark ronchetti cpa llc and the dental wellness center of vineland and of course our friends at tomahawk shades the best small batch eyewear in the game you guys can go to tomahawkshades.com Fill up your car, get the sunglasses, the blue light glasses. Summer's not over yet. You got to protect your eyes when you're outside. Hopefully not outside right now during a tornado. But when the sun is out, you got to protect those bad boys. So go to TomahawkShades.com. Use our code USP to get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. From our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. The vodka sodas are back in stock. Go to statesidevodka.com. Fill up your carts with those vodka soda party packs. You can't beat it. It's it's an affordable price, $19.99 for the eight-pack. And it's real vodka, real juice, real hydrating vodka. So you're not going to get dehydrated when you're cracking those things open. So go to statesidevodka.com and get the vodka soda party packs. Now, before they are gone again... And you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the official beer of the underground, our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who has Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Matt, the Sixers, they are not living the dream because this team. I think we've settled this before yeah. in court. And a, a nightmare is still technically a dream. That's true. It's just so. a bad dream. 
Yes. Uh, Joel Embiid, very on mine today. <laughs> Talking about the Philly fans, uh, people losing their minds about it. I didn't see it as that serious. People went nuts, and obviously Joel tweeting yesterday, uh, Tuesday to be exact, about uh, Madrid trade rumors and everything. Right. They'll get it done in January. Troel Embiid at his finest. Yeah, uh, this is this is classic Twitter Embiid. So he, he goes on this whole, uh, he quote tweets a, a tweet, if, if you didn't see this, and if you want to, you could just obviously go to Embiid's Twitter, but he quote tweets NBA Central's tweet, which was that the... Uh, the rift between Simmons and Embiid had been escalating and that uh, the Sixers have reportedly had to choose between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, Yeah, that's only been since they've both been on the team. Uh, But Joel quote tweets as it says, Sources, trust me, bro. Stop using my name to push people's agendas. I love and hate drama, Um, (laughs) which is great. (laughs) I love playing with Ben. Stats don't lie. He's an amazing player, and we all didn't get the job done. It's on me personally. I hope everyone is back because we know we're good enough to win. Which ultimately is a fine message to put out there, and it, it rings very true to what we've heard from him before. Goes on to say that uh, you know media will make stuff up for followers, and that you shouldn't always believe everything you read, which true and fair. Uh, talks about how he was booed in Philly, and um, that he shushed, and you know this was a, a big flashpoint then when he shushed the Philly crowd, but that made him just want to work harder. But he also kind of admonished Philly fans, was saying we need to be better. I would only. Uh, my only rebuttal to that would be like maybe let's not blow two twenty plus point leads in the playoffs and you won't get booed. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I Could we also be better? Sure. 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 But you know, it just feels weird to yell at us for booing when yeah. it's like you have choked massively. Not UMB. Not Joel personally. The, the team itself booed, yeah. but Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, the, he he caps all this off with um. Well, he retweeted an old. Tweet Gilio from from the same NBA Central uh, account, video talk, from WIP, of course, uh, talking about wanting him out um, and then with get a caller calling out of him my fad. City. Yeah, unbelievable. That's why but, callers stink, by the way. <laughs> right. Which I mean, the callers are almost always someone, some producer or something. Or something it is literally the uh, the South Park meme of the guy sitting in front of his computer, <laughs> leaning like, "You're so fat, get out of my town." Um. <laughs> His final tweet, for clarity, I love the criticism. I love when I'm told I can't do something. It makes me work harder to prove everyone wrong, but I, not everyone is built like that. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just what I, I'm <laughs> reading what I want to read. That feels so much like a shot at Ben. Totally. I, like, <laughs> and it, it just, all the other stuff felt like just like silencing kind of, uh, you know, some of this had bubbled up again with Ben, obviously, reports yesterday or the day before about how, they won out of the Sixers, and that they they were that he's not even going to show up the training camp. Shocker. And Embiid talking that way felt like just a way of like diffusing the situation at least publicly and like listen, like I love Ben, I want to play with him, whatever. Like people got to be better on all the way around. Uh, but then you tweet that last thing, and it really is hard to read that as anything other than a shot at Ben. Plus uh, the trade rumor thing, obviously using Madrid as a uh, a safeguard. There, well, so but- to be fair. Uh, so Madrid were, were involved in trying to get Kylian Mbappe is like, you know, one of the best right. players in the world already is incredibly young and we're offering like $200 million to get him. And PSG was saying, no, mind you, his contract is expiring this year. So he'll be able to go there for free next summer and, and looks likely to do so. But Madrid were willing to pay so that they didn't lose, you know, they, they, they would at least get a, a payday for it. Not that PSG needs it, of course, right. but, um, 
So I think he was genuinely invested in that. I don't know that there was ulterior motives, but, sh- you know, sure. From from the non-soccer fans, <laughs> right. I think, everyone it, was like, oh, this is Troel Embiid at his finest. I, I think and, he's just genuinely... Uh, but, you know, yeah, there could definitely be... And then be the getting a, it done a, in January. <laughs> a Damian Lillard aspect to all of this. Yes. That's what's interesting, too, is that the, the reporting has been that we're waiting on Damian Lillard to, to kind of shake free, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever that's going to take. That is obviously an issue when you consider that Ben is apparently not going to show up to training camp and does not want to come back. Um, uh. <laughs> Which takes us back to a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. I think it was like during the draft. Is Kendrick Perkins an insider now? He might. I, I gotta ask. Like People bag on Perk. You know, he has his moments. But he talked about that draft night saying that Ben Simmons was not going to report to training camp. Everyone was like, you know, brushing it to the side. It's Kendrick Perkins talking. Now it comes out again. And then Perk tweeting uh, today or yesterday about how you said Ben Simmons doesn't want to be here. And allegedly, Rich Paul doesn't want Tyrese Maxey being here now. And told uh, local Philadelphia charities to cancel any appearances with Tyrese Maxey. And if that is true, Rich Paul, you're a scumbag. Yeah. Um, We don't know if that's true. Like... There's been so that's been our issue, I think, all along with with this, and we I think we've highlighted this before that it's really hard to tell what's true and what's mm-hmm. not. And we talked about how I've never seen so clear of like trade requests or like yep. every single detail of of who was going where. Stupidest leaked. thing I've ever heard, Matt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Chris. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Um, Chris, you're gonna love this segment, <laughs> Chief. Um, but, you know, like, that was just very uncommon. A lot of it has been really strange when you consider the back and forth. And, yeah, I mean, Clutch has also come under a lot of hot water and, and fire recently because Nerlens Noel is suing them yes. uh, because he feels that he was not represented properly or fairly. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I, I just... <sighs> People also have to realize that Rich Paul works for Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey doesn't work for Rich Paul. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, and I think Tyrese Maxey ultimately, too, has, like, agency of his own to make whatever decision he wants to. I just – this whole situation worries me because I don't know what the solution is anymore. Like, obviously, Ben moving on is the solution, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to trade a guy in the circumstance that the Sixers are under for – really diminished value and you don't want this to continue because that's all you know right now you're already trying to sell him you're essentially trying to sell a a pipe dream to people yes you're trying to sell like a bridge in brooklyn to someone you're not really selling this is not like a james harden trade where it's like you're still getting someone amazing and it's gonna like catapult you it's like i don't know ben's okay like (laughs) i i am very jaded on the subject simply because i don't want to root for ben simmons anymore i'm over it i'm i'm exhausted i'm not defending him ever again and I'm at this point actively looking forward to rooting against him. And I don't want him on this team. I don't want him around this organization. I don't want to root for Ben Simmons anymore. I'm tired of his attitude. I'm tired of the, the non-progression in his game. I'm, I'm just done tired with it. The, like, the, just, the empty gym videos. You can just only give so much. You can only give like so much of like your life and like your consciousness away to someone that you'll never meet, and that yeah. frankly like doesn't care about you either. Right. Like Ben Simmons doesn't care how I feel about him because he's gonna listen. Fantastic athlete. He's gonna make a lot of money in his career. He doesn't have to give a shit about anything. But yep. listen, like if you're asking me to get invested again, it's just not happening. Yep. I'm not putting any more emotional stock in this guy and his game. 
because he's going to go disappoint some other fan base, and that's fine with me. In fact, I look forward to watching it. I look forward to some other fan base doing what we did every summer, just sell themselves on some dream. That Minnesota is starting around. to do. I don't Minnesota, know if you saw. I feel so bad for Minnesota. I really do because they deserve better. But you know what? If that's what they end up with, then that's what they end up with. I don't know if you saw the tweet. I had to quote tweet it. Oh, if he shot 100 times. What are we doing? Listen Have to- you not watched a single Sixers second of a Sixers game since 2017? I feel for that, brother. I really My do. because goodness. Because you know what? We've all been there. We've all had that moment in the offseason where we think about, if Ben just did this thing, how amazing he'd be. And I don't blame him for, I don't blame him for the thought, but I, I don't know how to tell him that that's just not going to happen. So we'll see what happens. I, you know, I believe that Daryl Moore is not going to trade him until he feels he's getting at least good value. Maybe you get... Maybe you don't get the super superstar that you're imagining, but maybe you get someone who's good enough to either help you now or that you can move again. You know, sort of like double mm-hmm. what you're after. Do you think of like what the Rockets did, right? By uh, like acquiring like someone like Oladipo or trying to like try and like sell the next person yeah. on the next deal and and try and build assets that way, or like what the Thunder constantly do now. So maybe that's the path too. It's just different because obviously the Sixers are in a much different timetable than you, you typically see with these types of situations. And you still have, you know, a top player in the league in Embiid. So it's it's harder. It's it's much harder now. And when you consider that there's only so many places he even can go, apparently there's only so many places he wants to go. That's where it gets off. What's interesting to me is that the Warriors are still like the odds-on favorite to land. Yeah. Now that's obviously like betting markets, right? That's not always representative of like. And I still feel like that is Damian Lillard trade waiting so that it's a three-team type of situation. I I just the value for Ben Simmons is hard to nail down. Yeah. Simple because he does he does have value. I know what I just said about him like two minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe doesn't sell that very well, but. He does have value. We know that he could be like a defensive player of the year type of player. Like that is a valuable player to have in the league. I don't I don't care mm-hmm. what you say. Obviously we know offensively he's very limited, but he's a good passer still. Like can't deny that. Um like he has like someone again, you can sell him to someone. That's just very difficult to do. Um and still get good value back for yourself. Like it's there's a lot. Like it's like That's why the Minnesota thing A lot thing of is things so, have to go right <laughs> right now. The Minnesota thing is so interesting to me because it's like who do you get back other than like a Beasley? And that's that's been the reporting on that is that they they're looking for a third team in a deal like that because there really isn't anyone from the Timberwolves that is is making, you know, good enough mm-hmm. like trade bait for for us to actually be interested in that. So, man, imagine Ben Simmons gets dealt to Minnesota. Alex Rodriguez is the new owner, and he's got to pre- he's got to prevent Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> D'Lo, and Ben Simmons from uh, playing Call of Duty instead of uh, working on their game. I just can't believe the gall. What a meme team! The gall of, of Ben though to be like, yeah, I'm I'm done. You know, like that's that is like really like in the last like I've I've never been the type of person to like actively like never like hated an athlete especially like our own because it's like it just doesn't make sense to like their success is ultimately your success yeah. so you should want these guys to be the best they can but this is like the closest i've ever been to like truly like hating an athlete and like hating like so especially like one from your like one of your favorite teams because it's just like i don't know like we'll never know like fully behind the scenes i guess mm-hmm. but 
I can't help but feel that a lot has been given to Ben Simmons and that a lot has been placated for him and that we've constantly done the best for Ben Simmons, constantly shown the most faith and confidence in him. That's why as a, as a fan too, it really sucks. Even when Embiid says it, that like, oh, we have to be better and not boom. And it's like, do you see, like, I'm sorry, but did no one see the clips of the playoffs and how encouraging people were? Like, how we, we every time he went to the free throw line, people were, like, rising and cheering for him. The one dude went viral and was yeah, like, like, you can do it. Like, like, yeah. Like, we're talking like he's a toddler. Yeah. Like, we're, 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 ba- we're literally baby. And this the isn't guy. the first time, because, like, Danny Green talked about this, like, when I we know, thought he I, was gone. I'm kind of just over being told that I'm being a bad person. Yeah. Which I'm not, by the way, because I've never booed Ben Simmons. So I, t- <laughs> and, and honestly, like, the booing has not been that egregious. No, I like again. If I, it's been there at all, it's just it feels bizarre. Uh, the whole situation has felt bizarre. The whole I still haven't come to grips with the way the season ended. No, I'm not even ready to think about like training camp and, and any of that. But I hope we find a resolution soon because it's just it makes me not even want to think about the Sixers that you know with all this still yeah. here. Like it's it's to the point where it's like it's such a toxic relationship that. You just want to move on. You mm-hmm. just you just want it over. You, you you don't care what it costs anymore. Like, it makes the Carson Wentz thing look like light work. It is it is very Carson Wentz esque in terms of like where where you're just rapidly approaching clearly like a point of no return within like trust and within you know like the way the fans will never come back to root for you ever again. You know I, I think mm-hmm. there's a very sizable section now, if not a huge majority. <laughs> that are uh, of Sixers fans that are just over it, that are overhearing about Ben and his complete, like ineptitude, turning up his nose at the thought of shooting. Like that's, that's shooting what we're, in that, this economy. That's what we're dealing with here. Literally. It is. I, and what just gets me too is if Houston was a competently run organization that, uh, this we'd wouldn't have James Harden. be an issue. And we would have James Harden. Maybe we're just coming off the back of a you championship. Know, Tillman Fertitta wasn't so, uh, heartbroken that daryl left yeah we all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons but what if i told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football baseball basketball or hockey come join me dom ponteri and harrison kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. What are you going to do? You know, like, that's just the way it is. I Like I said. Could have bought more casinos with Ben Simmons marketing <laughs> money. Yeah, maybe open one in Australia or something. I just, I, I, I want it to be over, and I want the best for Embiid, and I want the best for the Sixers, and that very much looks like uh, that's moving ben on being from gone. Ben Simmons. I just Minnesota, good luck. <laughs> if it is, if it is Minnesota, good luck convincing yourselves that Ben Simmons is going to shoot a hundred uh, jump shots uh, in a season. That's just lunacy at its finest. Also, lunacy at its finest is uh, this Phillies team. <laughs> they are truly the rip current team of, of Major League Baseball. My goodness. They're two and a half games out of first place. They're two games, I believe, out of the wild card. This they're, team. They're going to do this to us. They're, they're going to do this to us. One way or another. Braves got to play Max Scherzer tonight, too. So. 
Shout out Corey Seager. We got a we got a uh, tornado postponement. So <laughs> shout out to Corey Seager last night with the uh, the game winning double uh, to to make the Braves lose yet again. This team, I I just don't I don't understand. There's there's no explanation to the colossal ups and colossal downs that this team has suffered in 2021 they are a backyard roller coaster (laughs) they are incredibly dangerous for your health and your mind and your physical self but god damn it if the ride is good it is a lot of fun (laughs) and when it isn't there's some sketchy parts of that roller coaster you know some things that clearly need to rebuilt over the summer and uh need to be worked on some better engineering but i tell you like you could die on this thing, but you could also have the best day of your life. And that's that is our, you know, Philadelphia Phillies for the last five years, essentially. And you know, everybody And probably for the next five. More than likely. Everybody talking about, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., rightfully so. Everybody talking about, you know, different players and stuff. Uh Matt, I don't know if you've seen the Kanye West uh trending Twitter meme recently, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't do esta. Uh national media Bryce Harper respect because what a month of August he had yeah he's I mean he's he's been in the MVP conversation I think the way that he gets there is if you make a, an actual playoff run leads the league in OPS he's unbelievable he's he's a great guy great player talk about a guy I, who <laughs> embraced Chris Collinsworth great to have you on the show <laughs> here's a guy <laughs> slide in uh you know, everybody, everybody like losing their minds about like Ben Simmons and and Carson Wentz like failing to kind of capture like the the essence of Philadelphia. Bryce Harper got in two seconds. Sure, did he go to pandering school? Maybe, but like he's Better fully to go to bought school in than clown college. Play Very that. true. <laughs> he's bought in to like what this town is about, what this city is about, what the franchise is about, and like that's why people love Bryce Harper. Would go to war for Bryce Harper as opposed to what we've seen from Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons. It is wildly, like, different ends of the spectrum. Philadelphia is no different. I know we like to pretend, like, Philly is is different than lots of other places. And there is, like, a uniqueness, I think, to, like, the Philadelphia sports fan base. But you know what people like a lot is handsome, hardworking, talented, constantly improving. Those are, like, if you are all of those things, you don't have to be handsome always. Um, but if you were just like, if you constantly improve and you give it your best and it's clear that you are no, like no city, no fan base is not going to love you for that. It's not going to at least respect you for that. You may not always be like absolute fan favorite, but especially if you're like a very, very talented player, like Bryce Harper is, you're going to be a well-loved and well-respected player just by virtue of being talented Mm -hmm. and continuing to work hard and just not, you know, gripe too much. Like that's, that's it. And yeah, maybe other people should be taking note about that. I, I don't know, but I still have a bad feeling about the Phillies. I still feel like they're just going to absolutely, you know, rip your heart out uh, because that's just, that's what they've done to us. At least they don't play the Diamondbacks again. Right. You know, at least they, they got that over. You know, I think what's interesting is that we still talk, play the Pirates and Orioles though. We, we talked so much about that, that they had such an easy, you know, strength of schedule mm-hmm. and at least on paper, but. Uh, you can't trust this team in those situations. You can't trust them against the bad teams. I would like, there's been years in the past where like they've had like these series at the end of the year that you look at like, wow, that could be for the division. And 
you know, you still have one of those at the end of September, but I, I too often we've gone into those series like four games out or three games out and just nothing and just lifeless response. And I, I just have a bad feeling that's going to be this. It's even time. tougher that Reese Hoskins is out for the season. Right. He was like the heartbeat of this team. And, you know, ever since he's been out, somehow, some way, this offense has found uh, a second gear to kick in. They've scored runs like wildfire. It's almost like, like the, the benchmark is seven runs for this offense right now. If they score seven or more runs, they win the game. Um, but without Reese Hoskins in the lineup, Zach Eflin more than likely done for the season. Those are two really tough injuries to bounce back from because now you have to try to fill in a hole at first base with platoon guys. You know, there's talk of even seeing Freddie Galvis at first base. Like, that's the situation you're in depth-wise and, and roster construction-wise, and that's the biggest thing I think they're going to have a tough time overcoming. It's just another hole in this lineup it's it's not going to hold up that they score seven plus runs a game for the rest of the season. So right now the Phillies, according to five thirty eight, have a thirty one percent chance of making the playoffs, twenty two percent chance of winning the division. I mean, it's better than where we were at yeah. points this season. It's also lower. You know, there was a stretch there where we were, I think, in like the fifty percent chance mm-hmm. to to make the playoffs. When I mean, when you consider the rest of the season. That's that's where I I think it gets you, but man, I just I I guess one in three does does make it. It's just about one in three does does make a lot of sense because I do see a path for this Phillies team, but I'm I I am very negative on them simply because we've been burned so much even this season, let alone in the past few years, that I can't see them having the consistency. We know what this team is about. Let's not get fooled. <laughs> you fool me once. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. You know, like, <laughs> let's just let's not do this to ourselves. Let's not, let's not do the thing where we like you think we're out of the rip current and then get sucked out to sea. And it's like you gotta have the lifeguard come save you because that's not fun. Uh, let's let's not pretend that the Phillies are all of a sudden have turned some like theoretical corner because we've been there. We've been there for the Grand Slam walk off. We've been there been there for the praying mantis stuff, the, the bamboo. bamboo Brad, all of it. We were there for all of it. And where does it put us? It, it, exactly right where we are now a 30 percent chance of making the playoffs <laughs> and depending on on the braves uh to just somehow a, some way though they're in the wild card chase yeah that's that's i think a little un, unexpected san diego st louis and cincinnati have fallen apart yeah in the month of august and that's why like the diamondback series is so frustrating that's why that one loss to the padres is so frustrating like you could have capitalized so much more and built on the ground that you had already put in place at the end of July and early August that it, it makes it that much more frustrating that they couldn't capitalize in some of those games. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, but that's what you just said. That exact sentence has been the title card <laughs> for the Phillies for the last three years. Has been yeah. if they had just capitalized on one of those series... They just beat the Marlins four more times. They would have won one game last year. They just won one game out of nine last sure. year. Like that's that's it. Like that's the team you're talking about here. So let's let's not get too excited. Won five in a row. You know and how long it took them to win five in a row it, until it this year. It hadn't happened for I don't know. 
a seven, decade. Seven generations. <laughs> Back to uh, George Washington Carver. Yeah. Um, no, what was what was uh, Peaches Graham? Peaches Graham. <laughs> Matt, uh, I feel like we should play our our favorite game, and that's brought to you by our friends at Play Pickup because you can play this game. this game at PlayPickup.com. It's the best place to play the props. They're created by content creators, podcasters, and bloggers just like us. So go to PlayPickup.com, start playing the props, rack up points, cash them in for prizes at PlayPickup.com. Matt, the NL East run differential, our favorite game. There's one team that is positive, and that is the Atlanta Braves at plus 89. That's because all they do is hit. Every other team in the division is negative. The Phillies are at negative eight. It's been worse. That's that's some of the better we've seen, to be honest. The New York Mets, who we will definitely get into as the cicadas are uh, flocking out in full force. They are at negative 25. The Washington Nationals are at negative 66. And the Miami Marlins, who are only a game out of uh, being out of the basement in the NL East, negative 39. Who saw that coming? Nationals and Marlins fighting it out for bottom of the division. Did not see that. Not at all. Did not have that on my bingo Didn't card. have the Nationals blowing it up this year. Either. No. Me uh, either. Um, But let's talk about the Mets. Because the Phillies, they might be down. But the Mets, they're real down. Give them the old Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Send Russell Crowe back. They are just an unbelievable. They're hilarious. They're the funniest Unbelievable. New York Mets fans, at least you have this. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports team's go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new tv and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. You've brought so much joy to other fan bases. Yes. You haven't had any yourselves, of course, but like you've brought so much joy and happiness and laughter to other people that it's like, it's like that philosophical thing where it's like, Okay, someone stole my bike. I am unhappy, but someone must have really needed that bike for something or the money for the bike. So maybe overall, the overall happiness of the world is improved. Like, yes, like you are never going to win anything ever, but like by being so bad and by constantly getting your hopes up and then failing so badly, that makes everyone else like happy to see yes. that because it's very funny for everyone else. So, like, take solace in that at least if you're like a half glass full type of person that. At least you're providing happiness for other people because you'll never have it yourself again. Yeah, if you're a Mets fan, happiness for everybody except for the the fans and the the players on the team because I don't think I've seen the the character arc of two of the happiest, most go lucky players in Major League Baseball and Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez go so negative so quickly. the The picture that SportsCenter tweeted out of those two with their thumbs down 
They looked so, so angry. So when is Philly going to stop being the de facto right? toxic fan environment? When is it? When has <laughs> listen? I know it may be weird because what we just talked about with Ben and and obviously the Carson Wentz stuff, but even then, like those guys never got like abusive kind of stuff, like where they felt the need mid game to to thumbs down the crowd. Just what an all time move. We're we're booing you back. That is unbelievable drama. I mean, straight off of Broadway. Cut out. Not that the Mets would know because they're barely in New York. Yet. <laughs> Cut out thumbs downs that they can't even put thumbs down. It was. And then I, I saw tweets like these. this was an all-time booing from the. I, I've heard snores louder than the boos. I've that, heard louder boos at high school games. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that was nothing on the on the booing Richter scale. It was maybe like a 1.3. Like, it was nothing. Uh, which just goes to show you like how little Mets fans care about this team right now. But as if it couldn't get any worse. Don't blame Mets fans for being out on this team, though. You know, like you get yeah. sold on this like dream. Steve Cohen is like your new sugar daddy, and you, you go get... from four games up to seven games out. Yeah, and you know he's like live tweeting the breakdown of oh, your team. It's so and your own players, your own like shining stars that you acquire in like either like free agency or like blockbuster deals or like talking about how they're gonna boo you back. There's talks of Javi Baez going back to the Cubs in free agency. That would be hilarious. hilarious. You could hear me from New York cackling. Oh my god. I would be on the ground. Uh and as if it couldn't get any worse for the Mets. I don't know if you saw this today. Well, what twenty fifteen was when they went to the World Series, yes. right? So twenty thirty Mets fans, every fifteen years you get something. So, we'll see you when the cicadas come back. Yeah. Uh, their GM was arrested today for <laughs> drunk driving. Oh. DUI. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the, the – do you see the burn? Do you see the – No. Okay, well, boy, uh, this is unusual because you normally – you're the one giving me the yeah, Twitter I content. Yeah, I just saw, like, the tweets and everything. So, I, I saw uh, – Oh, the Jeff Passon burn? Yeah. Yes, I did see that. So, for anyone who didn't, on the night of uh, New York Mets GM – Zach Scott was arrested for allegedly driving drunk. He was at the Connecticut home of teen over Steve Cohen, so still he's being a fundraiser for the team's Amazing Mets Foundation was being held at the house, and Scott and players were there. Uh, someone replies, I won't give this person the benefit of, of reading their name. Yeah. You can go look at this yourself, but it's hilarious. And I guess you're desperately trying to smear Cohen because you got nothing else to do. Jeff replies, I suppose what I have to do is better than what you have to do, which is visit your son in jail. <laughs> Jet passing from the top rope. That is American Sniper from the deep end. Just. No one saw it or heard it coming. Eviscerated. Just Chris Kyle from, from the moon. No one saw that one coming. Just absolute shreds. Of oh, it's beautiful. That that was on the same level as, as Woj emailing oh, yeah. persons that fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the whole world to see. Shout out Jeff Passon, man. What a what a treasure for baseball he is, um, just absolutely destroyed him and blew up the the internet with one simple tweet. Just a, a great showing from Jeff Patson. Um, but like we say, you know the Phillies could be down bad. They're on a five game winning streak right now. It could always be worse. We could be the Mets. That's you know that's what I tell myself a lot is that we could be the we could be Mets fans, which I don't know what it would would have had to go wrong in my life what bad <laughs> things would have had to happen to me or what terrible family i would have had to be born in to have been a mets fan but i'm glad that didn't happen to me i part of me really does feel for the mets fans though because they don't deserve it you know like 
you, sometimes you just can't control who you love and who you support. I, I, you know, I think they should really just look for a new owner. I think Steve Cohen sits on the throne of lies. I think he's really led them astray. And uh, I think run amok. He's, he's run amok. He's been and flat out he deceived. Too, he too has been bamboozled. I think so. Maybe you know, maybe just look at new ownership. Maybe that's what you need. Get yeah. out there and protest. You know, boots on the ground kind of thing. As they say, meet the Mets. Uh-huh. Meet the Mets. <laughs> Every year it gets worse than the rest. My my FBI guy, I have to I have to bring this up, has been working overtime because the the episode a couple weeks ago where you brought up the Meet the Mets song as soon as I was uploading that podcast, SoundCloud recommended the Meet the Mets track. It's at least a good song. To. And I was like, You can't script this. It's a little bizarre. I was like, What are we doing here? Um what we are doing is we have a full Eagles roster. It is here. Uh, Deshaun Watson does not look like he's coming to Philadelphia, which is a great sign. Um, yeah, for the Eagles. Yeah, we will. Not, a, not a great sign for the uh, for the old Finns. Not looking good. Tell you that <laughs> we're in a bad place. We're in a bad, uh, bad place. But the biggest news from today is Zach Ertz not traded, not cut. He's excited to be with the Eagles after last season and said he wants to retire a Philadelphia Eagle, um, which cranked this up. I love this song. Um, quote, he said, I'm moving on from everything that happened this offseason. There have been apologies. There have been things that uh, we've mended. Ultimately, I'm here. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be a leader of this football team. And uh, Howie Roseman went on to say that this isn't a guy in the twilight of his career. Um, at the end of the day, it's a moot point, Ertz said, when asked if he felt he'd uh, been dealt with honestly this offseason. They were standing firm on what they believed was fair. I can't fault them for that. And uh, Zach Ertz said that he called it couples therapy as they worked to get healthy uh, while staying with former Eagles linebacker Jordan Hicks in Arizona. Uh, just to be able to lean on one another during that time and really build each other up during that time, it was really rewarding for me. Uh, for a couple whose relationship often is long distance. He said, obviously, Jordan Hicks played for the Eagles a few years ago, and he was dealing with his own uh, turmoil with the Cardinals and everything. And uh, Zach Hertz also said, or no, Howie Roseman said, uh, this team is going to be a lot bigger than 86 going forward. Oh, no, this was this had to be Zach Hertz because he said, I love this city too much for me to uh, quote, unquote, burn it down. Uh, like some people wanted me to do at times. Ultimately, I love this place. So Zach Kurtz is here, which is exciting for this team to have him, you know, all in and have him, Dallas Goddard, like we talked about last week, being one of the best one-two punch tight end duos in the NFL. And the Eagles uh, got their roster cut down 253, and they have their practice squad. couple shocking cuts, but those guys are back on the practice squad, uh, being Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, uh, what a career arc! Yeah, just bouncing around. There's, there's always guys like that, though, right? Um, no one on that list that shocks you. Nothing like that. You thought, wow, really expected them to make it. Um, I think Travis Fulgham a, a little bit, simply because he was like the guy last year. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, you know, this was also a player that was bouncing around quite a bit around the league. Like, probably shouldn't have been your your lead target, but. Uh, so that's the only one I think that, at least name-wise, um, 
that people would be surprised by. But yeah, no no big shocks. Yeah, Craig James also makes it back on the practice squad. Um, I think the biggest make the roster moment is uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside makes the roster. Yeah, that um mystifies the world. I think <laughs> you know, and it's it's awful because you go back to that draft and you just look at all the talent. Yeah. So much of it. And um, it's almost like when you get just one pin in bowling. <laughs> and that it's almost harder to do that than it is to actually have been successful. Yeah. Like, it's almost harder to just get one. Like, if you actually go out there with the mindset of, I'm going to get just one pin, it's harder to do that than it is to go out there and be like, I'm going to get a strike. Like, it it's actually takes, I think, more skill. So I guess you could say he's the most skillful pick, just in a negative value way. Yeah, and I think he makes it on the active roster over Travis Fulgham strictly because of special teams. He was he was able to show that during the preseason this year that he's a valuable special teamer. He can block, um, and you need wide receivers that are going to be able to do that in an offense that I think is going to be running around the field a bunch as well, trying to create things with their legs. Uh, so the practice squad is Graylin Arnold, uh, Coyote Awosika, LaRaven Clark, which is just an all-name team name, Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, Jordan Howard, Jason Huntley, who a lot of people thought was going to make the active roster as like a kick return, punt return specialist, but he makes it back on the practice squad. Michael Jaquette, Craig James, Matt Leo, Suo Pita, Ross Pierschbacher, uh, Elijah Riley, Jacoby Stevens, and Raekwon Williams is your 14-man practice squad. Pierschbacher sounds like, like a Dwight Schrute uh, cousin. Yes. The Shrews and the Pierschbachers have, <laughs> have been in alliance for over 200 years. Um, so that's your Eagles practice squad. Um, I mean, it, it's one of those things that I kind of enjoy, too, with this NFL season, with the added game and everything in, only three preseason games. We have a week before the games kick off. Like, there's no games this weekend where typically – We'd be rolling into roster cuts, and then that following weekend, it's like, boom, here are the games. We have a week. We, we yeah. have some time to wait, um, which is nice to kind of just prepare ourselves for what's going to be a very long football season. The the three preseason games is nice. Yes. I think that this is clearly the best way to go forward, especially since you're adding the extra regular season game. No point in having, like, the The jk dobbins injuries right you know like that sucks like obviously for the players and for the fans like no one wants that and and yeah it's it's nice it's gonna be weird not having like any football whatsoever you know like it just feel like a just feel like a like the the time between the last preseason game and like that first game really the first sunday Mm -hmm. because even then like that thursday night opening is just not enough I, I'm looking. It is a good game this year. It is, yeah. The Cowboys Buccaneers is definitely awesome. Like, but you know, like it's just never enough football yeah. for you. Like you kind of. I'm I'm curious if there's ever going to be a time where it's like they do like a doubleheader, like how they do for like for Monday, Monday night. Yeah, but you know, then I you, think Thursday night. Then your slate is so shortened on Sunday, yeah. and you know, if you continue with the doubleheader on Monday, but I feel like Thursday night has become the new, like, during the week game. They always put crappy, they, and that's the the <laughs> issue. Is like they always put the crappy game, but it's like I feel like so many people tune in more to Thursday night football than they do Monday night football. For me, personally, <laughs> and I I I know that I'm not the experience for everyone. 
it is it, it practically impossible for me to watch a lot of sports because like for me like Sixers games right start at mm-hmm. seven maybe seven thirty. I'm asleep by like nine thirty. Yeah. You know, like I, pretty much at my late. Like ten is like late for me to be awake still. So you normally I you know if it's a really good game like an important game I will stay up for it. But like there's there's definitely times where it's like halftime checking out. I'll, I'll catch I'll catch the second half highlights tomorrow. Like it's just tough. It's it's and football is the same way. Like Monday night football. Hard, Monday hard night's the, the for, hardest. Man. Like because those start to what, like thirty kickoff yeah. is just so tough. Um, it's one of the only good things I think about moving to a, a different time zone. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to live on the East Coast my entire life, but you know there is something to like like Mountain Time. You know, getting that like well, everybody says the, the West Coast kickoffs are the best because you yeah. go out, you have breakfast, and it's the one o'clock games. By by the time you know dinner rolls around, you've got Sunday night football. Yeah, they're lucky. They're lucky. It's one hey, of the luxuries of the West Coast. You know, you, you take you take your pros and cons how they come. I saw some people talking about this too, and I, I thought I'd get your opinion. So many people have been talking, you know, the J.K. Dobbins injury, the Travis ATN injury, where these big profile players for you know their respective teams are getting hurt in the preseason, done for the year. How do you feel if teams started to transition where your starters aren't playing in the preseason? You know, they, they are just there. They're doing their things in practice. And then the preseason games are for those guys who are trying to make the roster one way or another. It's, you know, they you roll them out in a game situation because they're not getting it done in practice. It's a chance for them to prove themselves. It's a chance for you to see which guys are going to fit, you know, the depth pieces of the roster. That way you're not worried about guys that you need for a 17 and more than likely pretty soon 18-game season getting injured in a, a meaningless football game. I think you'll always see at least some starters playing. I don't know that it'll ever be completely phased out simply because there is, there's some value to letting guys like have a, like get through a routine, like actually play like more high speed, more than, um, you know, just like what you get from a practice. I've actually read though, that coaches value, I've read this a lot and heard this a lot in like a few podcasts that coaches are actually valuing the inner team practices, yeah, the joint practices because a lot like those are very often like you're able to kind of like go like you would in a preseason game, but it's a little less like there's not a crowd or anything mm-hmm. like it's a little you can control the situation a bit. And since the, a lot of times those teams, those preseason games against teams, you, you probably aren't playing to the season and those inner practices ones are, are the same that you can kind of open up the playbook a little bit. You don't have to be as conservative. Right. So, yeah, I think there will always be – there will always be some value. I th- It's unfortunate, but football injuries can happen at mm-hmm. any point. You know, like, the football is an incredibly violent game. It is a sport that is essentially just atrophy-based. It's just who, who degrades the prettiest yeah. over the course of the year, who just gets lucky and doesn't have, you know, devastating injuries. You know, you look at the Chiefs, right, like, have – tons of injuries to that offensive line especially like right before the super bowl and that you know could very well be the reason whereas tampa bay didn't really have that the you know, they had injuries throughout the season but came into the super bowl healthy you know like it's just sometimes it's it's just luck and it, it is unfortunate because you want to see these like big time players but i do also think football is different in that in the nba it would be a huge issue because it's such a star driven league 
Whereas football, there's so many stars. There's so many highlight guys to watch that I don't know that, like, the casual fan is, is turned off, mm-hmm. you know, by the injuries. Not to say that they don't matter, but and it, it is unfortunate. But I, I don't think it's um, an issue that they're they're going to be grappling with the same that another league would have to. Because there's, there's 53 guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, very cool thing, too, NBA-wise, that uh, came through the Twitter timeline this morning. NBA 2K22 has added every NBA team's public address announcer in-game, including Tommy Edwards from the Chicago Bulls, uh, and of course, Matty Cord for the Philadelphia 76ers, officially in NBA 2K. That is very cool. I that's It's cool to have like the extra like effects to make it seem, which I mean they should, because when you consider that <laughs> they just print money a lot of these sports games, uh, they could go the extra mile and give you a, a better experience. Yeah, Matty Court said, from the fans to the PA announcers, each team truly has its own distinct atmosphere and energy. Um, public address announcer for the Sixers, Matty Court said, NBA 2K22 is capturing the essence of each arena to further immerse players in the sights and sounds of a true NBA experience. I'm proud that I can help bring that uh, bring the game to life, especially for all the Sixers fans playing, because they feed off of me and I feed off of them. They are an incredibly passionate fan base. Matty Cord, guy that gets it. He does. There. He certainly gets it. He's a guy that's on the list that I would love to have on our show as well. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'd love to talk to Matty Cord. Uh, and Matt, it, it would be foolish not to bring up Weird News of the Week. <laughs> Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With old Bishop Sycamore. Okay, wow. <laughs> so I, I read a... Uh... A news article about them today from a, a former student who said that uh so apparently the the guy who was running the school was cutting bounce checks to places and he was getting a lot of this money from a church and he you know he was i guess under uh, arrest for fraud which mm-hmm. i'm sure related to those things not totally positive on that so don't sue me but uh but that he was he the, this student that went there moved from a different city to go play f- football there. They didn't have practices and they didn't actually have a school. Yeah. That they just took them to the library like once in October and were like, yeah, like we're going to like teach you guys stuff. And a bunch of them were Juco dropouts. And he said he was staying in houses and hotels, unaccompanied by the way, with like 19 and 20 year olds. And he said a lot of times like people were like fighting. And there was no, like, supervision. They had to steal from, like, Walmarts yeah, and, like, Wegmans. Yeah. Just to eat. <laughs> Bizarre. <coughs> so, ESPN, maybe do a little uh, background work. How about you get the, uh, what's the, uh, what's their, like, in-depth segment that they do? Outside the lines. Yeah. Where's get Bob outside, Lee? Yeah, where's Bob Lee outside the lines? You couldn't get one person from the, the spotlight crew to, <laughs> to do take a little a look. vetting process here? Uh... Yeah, so there has allegedly never been a Bishop Sycamore. What a fantastic made-up name, though. It like, is a good... It I, is a I good would name. totally think Bishop Sycamore was a, a school that existed and was like a powerhouse. Um, 
They played two games in three days. They played on the Friday and then they played on Sunday. Their head coach currently has an active arrest warrant. Uh, most of the players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age, and they still got dusted by IMG Academy. Yeah. And the like you said, the way that ESPN got duped this hardcore to put a fake school on their television broadcast against one of the premier like boarding schools in the country in IMG Academy just mind-boggling that this was able to happen and like it seems like every day there's more information that comes out about this whole thing I, listen i don't know you're right like i don't know how you get duped this hard when you're an organization that big there's no there was no other team that you could find right? like I, I i don't get it and also it's like listen I, I like football i like watching it I can't imagine like wanting to watch just like a high school football no. game. Like it, it, that just seems a lot to me. Only high school football games we're willing and watching is Finland high school football. Right, but I mean, like, I, like are you really like sitting down and like on I'm going to watch random on ESPN kids kids that I don't know, and from, in this case, adults. Yeah, from cities and places that I don't know that I have no affiliation with whatsoever. I'm going to sit down and watch them. That's why I never understood, like, like they do that, ESPN, like, they put, you know, Bronny's right. high school basketball games on TV, and, like, I get LeBron's his dad, but, like, who was sitting down actively watching Bronny play, you know, on a Friday night basketball at, like, 8 o'clock on ESPN? Like, I, I can't imagine <laughs> the, the ratings that that is getting on ESPN. Like, that's why you have these spinoff channels. Put it on, you know, the Ocho or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the Ocho. Yeah, that'd like, be great. come on. Uh, ESPN, do better. Weird news of the week. Bishop Sycamore. What a what a story. And if more comes out with that, I, I can't wait. Um, last bit, because you guys all know we're big Survivor fans. Matt, they've started un- unveiling the cast for I saw the Survivor. Big, I saw the big cast picture. I was getting excited. Season 41, September 22nd. We are three weeks away. We're right there. We are right there. We are in the endgame, as uh, Doctor Strange once said. Um, Doctor Strange would be a great Survivor player. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think something with being able to see the, the future. The true and, uh, outcomes. Yeah, I, I think might help, but <laughs> that'd be a little unfair. Uh and like any Philadelphia Survivor contestants that want to come on the pod, Wendell, Jervis, Jervis <laughs> I know you're out there. Um, we'd love to have you. Um, but yeah, three weeks away from the return of Survivor in what has been a very long time without our favorite show. Yeah, missed it. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So very true. Looking forward to seeing it again. Can't wait to see what they unveil there uh, with the new season of Survivor. Hashtag not a sponsor, but if Survivor wants to pay to have us advertise the show we are more than willing uh but make sure you guys are following us on social media at underground phi on twitter and instagram you can follow matt at matt castorina you can follow me at kbizzl311 like we said earlier in the show check out top bins it is back it is revived it is the biggest revival since credence clearwater revival uh at fc top bins make sure you guys subscribe should be on Apple Podcast by the end of the week, if not early next week. So keep an eye out for that. Be a friend, tell a friend. Check out all of our podcasts on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And uh, this weekend, 
DJ, co-host of the Outside the Box podcast, will be in town for the PLL semifinals, which will be taking place at Subaru Park. Very excited to be back uh, at the Union Stadium. Early morning on Sunday, 11 a.m. for the first game, uh, Labor Day Sunday. What a time. Um, but make sure you check out all of our podcasts. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Friday night, I'll be in the booth for the first time this season for Vineland football. So tune into that game as Vineland has their home opener against uh, Clearview. Should be a good game. Should be a Vineland win, in my opinion. Uh, and the Dan Russo Show will be out later this week as well on this podcast feed. So you got to subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend, subscribe to the podcast, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Check us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash PHI. Thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka and Kenwood Beer. Use promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order at checkout. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. The Vodka Soda Party Pack is back in stock. Go get your hands on it now at StatesideVodka.com. Got to be 21 or older to purchase. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. Use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who has Kenwood Beer on tap. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly matt any final thoughts nothing going on in this big brain of mine I'll tell you that just uh the quick just vibes the quicker the the trade of ben simmons the better that's like i said that's where I'm, we're at i'm actually looking forward to the moment i can root against them <laughs> it is gonna be like that episode of spongebob where squidward is partying in his house you, you thought you heard booing before <laughs> you'll hear it then uh, this has been episode number 356 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.